Good morning. We are continuing in our nest sermon series. We've been tracking the life of a nest, and yes, a bird. So as you can see, our, uh, our props, our, our background imagery, our stage decor, it is, it is progressing. Now there are dinosaur eggs in there um, inside the bird's nest. Pterodactyl eggs have been, have been placed inside of the nest. And it's neat. The, the nest is going to continue forward and continue developing throughout the whole sermon series. So um, just wait till the birds hatch and uh, wait till the birds are flying out of the nest. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Um, man, this sermon series is it's really special because even though the nest really the nest isn't living it's just branches and and moss and leaves and whatever a bird puts into it but it's it's a safe place it it houses the birds it protects the birds it, it really makes a home for the birds to be born raised and then fly and soar from it really represents the the church if you will this nest and with this today's message it's entitled hatching it's the, it's the concept of this nest has been protecting these eggs. The bird has laid the eggs. It's been protecting, brooding over it, giving heat, all, all the necessities. But at one point, the birds have to hatch. They don't just say, you know what? I'm comfortable. It's nice and warm here. Everything's taken care of. Eventually, their food source inside of the egg runs out. It's not like the mama bird can open up the egg and give more nutrients to the developing bird. Eventually, it runs out, and it needs to come out because it has to eat. Hatching. The first point today is entitled, Work of a Believer. Work of a Believer. As a believer is representative as the, the bird inside of the egg, if you will. Work of a Believer. Our entire story, um, our scripture today, is all out of Matthew, where Jesus walks on water. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. The work of a believer. I, I was reflecting on this scripture, and I was trying to put myself in Jesus' shoes for a moment. Like, what was, what was he processing? What was he going through? You know, what was he thinking? He can do anything he wants. He's Jesus, so he's walking on water. He's going to just walk on water. That's, he's like, I need to catch my buddies. I don't have time for a boat. Just direct path. And I kept thinking about Jesus walking on the water and, and just kind of floating above it. And then I was reminded that this is not the first time Jesus walked on water. It's a throwback. And, and I started picturing, I wonder if Jesus was reflecting the last time he was hovering over the water. Because at the beginning of time, in Genesis, the entire Bible starts with, Genesis 1-2, the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. This is the second time mentioned that God was hovering over waters. Since, really, God is outside of time, I, I was really reflecting, I wonder if Jesus was 
walking on water, hovering over the waters, reminiscing of when it all began. That's, that's what I, I, I like to imagine in this scenario. What if, what if when God was hovering over, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters at the beginning of time, dreaming about his creation? And then however many thousands of years later, Jesus is walking on water, and he's like, I've been here before, but now my creation exists. And I, I really, I, I like to picture Jesus was just imagining his creation and all of a sudden, he hears his creation, who's in love with him in a boat, going, it's a ghost! And God's like, I was so happy a moment ago, thinking about all, how far we've come, <laughs> you know? And he's like, it's me! Why, why are you scared? Why, why are you, come on. And I, and I just had this, this moment, the difference between the Spirit of God hovering over the waters and Jesus walking on waters was his creation in the second scenario was standing or floating right next to him. His creation entered the picture and are madly in love with him. And it's this beautiful moment. But it's interesting because all of a sudden now, the creation has free will and a choice. And there's really work to be done in our shoes. We're, we're not just simpletons allowing God to marry and pep, what's that, marionette doll us, just control us. We, ha we have free will over everything. And really there's work of a believer to be done. There's a mantle that weighs on our shoulders. There's, there's stuff to be done on this planet. And I was really thinking about that in terms of what we face and not just necessarily evangelize, but what we face in regards to frustrations and barriers and and breakthrough just like a little bird sitting in the eggshell when we're sitting there it, it sometimes when before we have breakthrough it can feel like our walls are closing in in frustration like we get a bad report from the doctor and it's like Ugh, my world shrinks a little bit this happens at at work Ugh, my world shrinks a little bit and it's almost like we can feel like the little bird inside of an egg right it's like i'm compl there's no way out and what's really waiting is for us to break out of it. Not wait around and go, okay, when's the mama bird going to open up this eggshell? I'm ready to come out. The mama bird's like, no, you need to come out when you're ready to come out. I was talking to my wife about this, about this sermon. And she said, you know, sometimes the eggshell, it can represent the frustration. And in reality, sometimes God lets us sit in that for a while because we need to prepare for what's on the other side of the frustration. Because if we come out too soon, we face the world and we're not ready for it. Sometimes those frustrations are just toughing, toughening us up a little bit, preparing for what's to come. Inside the eggshell, the first thing is A, the air the air. Do you know that this is so weird? For, I didn't know this. I just learned this. I had no clue. If you knew this beforehand for like years, that's okay. Maybe I just, I was the only, I was the last one to know. But inside of the egg, something I didn't know existed is the little tiny bird is able to survive off the nutrients and everything inside of its development stuff. But then there's this air sac bubble that sits in there the entire time the bird's there. And then when it gets big enough, eventually the beak pops the air bubble. And then all of a sudden at that moment, 
the bird starts breathing. It's like, I had no clue. I was like, oh yeah, there, no air can come into it. It was kind of like, well, duh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense if you really think about it. So the interesting thing is, all of a sudden when the baby bird gets too big inside of the egg, the beak pops the air bubble, and now the, the egg is permeated with oxygen, and then the bird starts breathing, and then it's like, I gotta get out of here. And it start, that forces it to come out. The air represents our, our new life and the Holy Spirit coming into us and filling up our lungs in a new atmosphere like never before. That's what it represents. It's this, it's this new life of, <gasps> oh, my life is completely different. I'm living completely different. I no longer sustain my energy off of my past, but now it's sustained off of this. You know when you become a believer and all of a sudden Jesus comes into your life and all of a sudden you, you are now supplied with a new source of joy and love. and com- It's like you supersede everything that used to fill your tank up is now like garbage. <laughs> and now it's like I can sustain off of Jesus alone. It's crazy. What used to like drive you nuts might still a little bit, but if you know how to pull on the strength of the Lord, you can endure much longer. It's completely different. And in that moment, the bird's like, I got to break out. Because when you encounter Jesus, it's like, no, I have Jesus fueling me now, and I can break out of this frustration no matter what. But prior to that, you would try to do it on your own strength, and what's awaiting you on the other side, it's more air, meaning more Jesus. When you break out of your frustration, there's another level of Jesus, another level of the Holy Spirit depth that you're going to encounter. It's the air. And then B, the work of a believer, it's the mouth. The mouth. Did you, did you know inside of the eggshell, the, the bird has little nubbins for arms, if you will. It's going to be its wings. It can't claw out. It can't do anything. It has to use its beak. It's a, what, what is it called? It's called a um, bird beak. Or no, wait, shell beak? What is it called? I didn't write that down. Bird. No, there's, there's the sh- their beak actually has a secondary beak on the front of it called a shell beak, I think. I forgot to write down my notes. It's some term like that. But it's, it's literally an attachment used to get out of the eggshell when it's time. And it starts, it starts hitting around the eggshell. And then as soon as it finds a weaker spot, it just starts going at it and going at it and going at it. And after so many hours, it finally breaks through. In reality, I thought it was so such a good illustration because when we're in our frustrations, it's not like the amount of energy we spend. There's nothing you can punch your way out of. It's literally all your strength. Your breakthrough comes from your mouth. Everything that you come against, that every barrier you has, have, the only thing that can break you through that frustration, that barrier, that bad doctor, the, your work, anything, your power comes from your mouth. The word you speak out of your mouth at that situation is all of your strength. No, nothing that y- you can't, you can't do anything else to encounter it. It's, it's literally your mouth proclaiming the word of God saying, no, no, this is what the word says. Doctor's report, no, 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 I'm going I'm to proclaim this over my life. Your mouth is how you break through. You need the air to fill your lungs and you need your mouth to proclaim the word. And then C, the breakthrough. 
the breakthrough. This was, this was probably the craziest thing I learned in all my research. So breaking through the, the shell. Um, was r- I was looking at all the different shells. They found that the, how thin a shell is and how strong it is, eggshells are stronger than some metals on our planet because of how thin it is. And, and it's just, I was looking at all these different things. And scientists, they were researching, and only recently, they actually found out that the shell changes density right before the bird is about to hatch. So they're like, this doesn't make sense. How, so they, they had to use these microscopic things to track all the parts of the shell to see what was happening. And they found, this is wild, they found that at one point, prior to the bird coming out, the inner shell, there's three layers, the inner shell is absorbed as calcium to strengthen the bone structure of the bird. Pfft, what? Like, only God could have thought, like, I would have, only God could have thought that up, right? So, wh- where are we pulling this illustration towards? Your frustration, your barrier, the more you face it, and the more you're getting closer to breakthrough, you're actually absorbing it into strengthening you into your future walk. Do you know birds, if they don't strengthen that onto their bones, if they don't absorb that calcium, they can't be strong enough to support soaring, to fly. Think about that. They are incapable of long flight if they don't have their bone structure strong enough. You are incapable of soaring in your life to where God has called you to be if you don't take on and say, you know what, this is not going to destroy me, this is going to strengthen me. Here's what God is teaching me in this season. You know, with a little change of our minds, we're completely different. Like in a situation where work is just horrendous, you can have a situation of like, oh, my life is horrible. This is awful. I have to come in and see these people again. Or you can have the idea. Some of you guys are laughing, but <laughs> those, are, those are like pain laughs. <laughs> but, or you can have the idea of, you know what? God's going to teach me patience today. God's going to teach me loving someone who I don't want to love. God's going to teach, and you change that around, all of a sudden you are strengthening yourself to soar in this next season. Soaring through your breakthrough. That's crazy. The The shell is absorbed into the skeletal structure of the bird. That's weird. Our frustrations are absorbed into our life to strengthen us into the next season. That's the work of a believer. Be, or number two, trust of a believer. Trust. We have work, but we also got to trust God. I think that's so hard sometimes. Like I'm willing to put in the work, but sometimes that trust, trusting someone else, that's hard. Trust of a believer. Matthew 14, 25, or 28 through 29 says this. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Peter got down off the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. It's one thing to put in the work, but it's another thing to trust in God through it all. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a whole nother thing. It's not just like, 
I will pull the strength, I will pull the energy, but it's another thing to say, God, I trust you know what you're doing in this season. Birds inside of the uh, nest, when they come out of the egg, it says that they're blind, featherless, and flightless, which are all the things a bird can't be, right? A bird that can't see can't catch the early worm, okay? A bird with no feathers can't stay warm. It will die. And a bird that can't fly is nothing. It's, it's just there. And it's just a penguin exiled to the top or the bottom of the planet because all the other birds made fun of it, you know? Just kidding. I don't know. That's not true. He comes out blind, featherless, and flightless. Sure, there are a couple birds that don't do that, but for the most part, that's what our illustration is. Blind, featherless, flightless. A, trust of a believer, blind. We got to trust God because we're blind in a sense because we can't see tomorrow. We can't see everything that's going to happen, and we have to trust God that we're, he has called us to be here, and we will stand our ground because he has something we can't see. That's the trust. We're blind in this situation. We can't see what he can see. That's where the trust comes in. And a lot of times, we can get frustrated because we can't see what God sees, so we want to take control away from God and give it to ourselves and say, you know what? I've seen this happen before, and I'm just going to take control right now, God. I know the song is Jesus Take the Wheel, but it's me going to take the wheel today, okay? I just, I can't, I can't, God. Let me just do it. And those are times we get in trouble because we can't see what God can see. Are you willing to trust God? Because it's evident in your actions of control. B, featherless. Featherless. This is the concept of covered. Covered. We have to rely, uh, little birds have to still rely that the mama bird is going to be there to give them warmth. You know, I used to always think it was the mama bird had to only sit on the eggs until the eggs hatched, and the mama bird's like, job done. But did you, I, I didn't know that. There's a time when the mama bird still has to sit on top of these baby birds with no feathers because they can't survive. They can't. They're not ready for that environment. And there are times when, when we are featherless, and meaning we're not covered. We don't have the capacity to step out on our own into all these different things and go, I got this. And we, we need God with us. And, and furthermore, we need community with us. That's what this is really alluding to. It's a community aspect. I really think it's interesting, throwing back to the scripture, I don't know if Peter would have sank if the rest of the community would have gone off and stood strong. I, I've always wondered that. If the rest of them were going to say, you know what, if you're going to do it, let's all do it. I think they would have built up this strength and, and encouragement and readiness to stand. And if one of them was scared, another would go, we're, we're with Jesus. Someone would have said something because they're in community. But when we're alone, it's dangerous. 
we, we, it's so hard to survive on our own. Featherless, are we in community and consistent and ready to go after it? Are we covered, if you will? And see, flightless, flightless. This is the concept of, man, I, I have to rely, rely on God feeding me. Flightless is really going back to a bird being able to survive on their own. So if they can't fly, they can't hunt. And it's this concept of being in community saying, God, speak to me if I'm in my word, but speak to me with other people giving me words of encouragement. Because I might not be able to hunt on my own, but through others, they can speak God's word to me and, and I can start getting it and I can start getting stronger. And then I can go hunt and help others too. It's this turnaround. Never think that I have to rely on others and then now I'm good. See you guys later. It's a cycle. Saying, okay, I'm good. I can feed myself now, but I need to help feed others. Number three, warnings to a believer. There's all sorts of nonsense with baby birds who think, I'm good. You know, and they, they start getting... All of a sudden, the mom bird's feeding him, feeding him. Th- she can leave a little bit longer, bring back stuff. But there's always, like, that one baby bird that's like, I can do it. I can fly. No, you can't. You don't have feathers. But they still, like, like nudge up on the nest. And, y- and have you ever come across, a ba- like, a baby baby bird on the ground? It's sad. And, you know, and I'm not, I can't sidetrack. But. I did way too much research on birds in this sermon series. <laughs> There's warnings to believers. And how do we know that? Because Jesus spoke to the believers shortly after this. Matthew 14, 31 says, Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? There's, there's a warning there. And then they climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. Then the hose who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. It's always one. So warnings. A, don't be afraid. The fear actually one came from uh, the opening scripture. Um, in Matthew 26, when the disciples saw him walk on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Warning to believers is don't, don't be afraid. Don't, don't allow fear to stop you. If, if you're a bird, a baby bird sitting inside the shell, surrounded by that complete darkness, feeling alone, you really got two options. One, you got to get out. Or two, you stay in there and slowly dwindle away until there's no, nothing left for you to survive on and you just fade into existence. Nobody wants that as a believer. <laughs> Please, if you are struggling internally because of the frustration you're facing like an eggshell, don't quit, don't give up, don't isolate yourself away. Don't let that happen. Reach out. There's so many other birds in the nest. There's so many other believers in the church. We want to help. Don't allow fear to stop you in this season. B, don't doubt. It says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You a little faith. Why did you doubt? 
why did you doubt? What is, what is, what's the bigger picture going on here? It's because you could trace what's happening because of his eyes. At one point, Jesus stepped off of the boat with his eyes fixed on Jesus. But at one point, it says, then he saw the storm, meaning he changed his focus onto the situation of his life rather than Jesus. That's the doubting aspect. When you're focused on Jesus, it's like, yeah, everything's good. And all of a sudden, you're like, stuff is happening. And you, you forget what you're supposed to be focused on because now you're like, this and then this and then this and then this. And how do we know? Because you post on Facebook. <laughs> and all of a sudden, your eyes, you, you, it's, like this, it's like the 21st century. You know, it's like, Jesus is faithful. He's good all the time. All the time he's good, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, everything's bad. It's like, no, don't doubt. <laughs> so you guys are laughing. But we've all been there, okay? Let's all, let's all admit. <laughs> don't doubt. Don't doubt. Doubting is taking your, your focus, your eyes, off of the one who can change everything and putting your focus on something else that doesn't need your focus. Jesus was going to, Jesus wouldn't let anything bad happen to them. What, what kind of story would that be? If our God is the God of the universe and all of a sudden this wind finally came in, destroyed the boat, and everyone died, and Jesus walked ashore and goes, all right, 12 more disciples. <laughs> no. That's not, that's, that's not even possible with the story. Jesus has, is focused on you. You need to be focused on Jesus. Anything else that comes against you, he's, he's got it. Don't worry, he's got it. There is nothing you can do by staring at the storm except for proclaim the voice of Jesus at it. Proclaim the word of God over it. That's it. If you take your eyes off, proclaim, and get right back on it. And see recognize God sooner. There were two times in this short story. What, six, seven, eight verses? I don't know. Someone can do the math. Five, six, seven verses. Seven verses. There were two times they didn't recognize God. One was subtle, so I'll give you that if you missed it. It's a bonus point. Two times they didn't recognize God. First time, they said, it's a ghost. Right? Like, oh, they didn't recognize God. No, you need to recognize God sooner. And then in the last verse, then those who, who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. What were you thinking before? <laughs> you don't make that statement unless that's like, like, oh, you know, I was, I was like kind of thinking you were God, but like, like you know, this kind of God. And all of a sudden you're like, oh. This makes a lot more sense now. Recognize God sooner. If they believed he truly was God, they wouldn't have thought he was a ghost in the first place. Recognize God sooner. And what, are, what are we practically talking about this? This is, this is, I love this. This is the turnover. This is where we're wrapping up. This is where we're ending, okay? And when statistically when a preacher says we're wrapping up, everyone focuses it one more time. <laughs> Recognize God sooner. Some of the situations in your life, God's already working, but you just don't see it yet. Those moments when you're so frustrated, like, God, where are you? Help. And he's like, I'm right next to you. 
I'm already helping you. What are you talking about? There, there are so many times that we've been blessed and we've had so many things happen in all of our lives and we didn't recognize that was actually God at work. It's craziness. God is at work in your life all the time. Open your eyes sooner so you can get encouraged sooner and you get excited sooner and you start praising him sooner and you start giving praise reports to other people who are going through the same thing sooner. Like, let's expedite the process, okay? Let's not sit in our shells forever and we're finally hatching and we're like, it's too late. All the other birds are gone out of the nest, ready to go into the work of the ministry. Don't, don't be the one left behind. Recognize God sooner. Amen? Let's close our eyes. Lord, continue speaking to us, continue encouraging us, continue building us up. Lord, I pray that whatever breakthrough we need in our lives or whatever breakthrough we're headed towards right now, that we would take that frustration and let it be absorbed into our, our strength, if you will. So you can build us up and you can strengthen us and you can prepare us for the next season, God. But let us recognize that you're actively right now working in our lives. We're not alone. We're in community. And you're with us all along. Lord, we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you so much because you're already here. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. I want to call up uh, Sterling to continue with our...